everybody. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 134. I am back to my Pillow Fortress of Solitude, and Neil is back to his bachelor apartment, Skokie, right, Neil? Thank you very much, yes. And I must say, Tom, I'm very nervous, because, you know, the last one we did, you were actually here in my apartment with me, so it sounded good, so i am just got my fingers crossed that uh, we don't have the uh, dreaded dropout problem, but I believe you're using a new piece of equipment today, is that correct? Yes, I have commandeered my daughter's laptop, which, if this makes a big difference, I will go buy a new laptop. I've heard, I've heard enough from you people. I've had enough. I've had enough of your complaints. <laughs> well, and I want to get this fixed. Because we really are the only podcast who literally, the sound has gotten worse over the last year. I mean, how do we do that? Technology know. keeps getting better, and we keep getting worse. It's amazing. Well, what do you keep doing to your laptop, man? Do you just keep smashing it against the wall or something? No, but that's what I'm gonna do to it as uh, soon as I get a new one. Yeah, it probably deserves it. Well, if it's if it's if it's good news, I guess that uh, you know the last one, uh, one thirty-two, uh, you'd have dropped out like three times already. So I guess that's this is this is improvement, well, right? And I'll tell you what. So of course you can re- you can reach us at punktilidice seventy-seven at Gmail. It's nice to get at least one encouraging letter for every text we get that tells us how bad our show sounds. So <laughs> if you could, uh, we we so. And of course, you can send us a message at Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook, and you know all the all the normal stuff. Yeah, Honestly, join our group. We're over three hundred strong now, so it's good. The group is over three hundred strong. Yes, in the and so, but that's still only like less than half of the people who follow the podcast. So more people need to come on that group and you know post pictures of their records and stuff and show yeah. off. So um, yeah, exactly. So Neil. After we've had it, we've you know we've had a lot of adventures lately, so we've been very busy, which is part of the reason I'm not as prepared as I should be for today. But after, you know, it's been a few months now of just strictly talking to you know old dudes, in other words, our peers. <laughs> old dudes, exactly right. Yes. And so I, I I'm I'm actually pretty excited tonight to you know have a woman on for the first time in a long time. So we have with us today from Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. Her band is called Miles to Nowhere, and her name is Kristen Taylor. How are you today, Kristen? I'm great. Great. Happy to be here. That's good. good. We're, gl- we're glad to have you. You are actually a friend of a friend. So do you do you live in, like, the same house? So Paul from the Let Me Downs was on, I don't know, a month or two ago. Do you live in that, like, uh, the punk house or whatever, the flop house that he lives in? Flop is, house. Are you guys, nice. Are you guys <laughs> nice. Yeah, so we're roommates. Um the house is pretty cool. It's like, uh, so Paul and our other buddy, John, they live upstairs and then there's a main, it's like a tri-level. So there's a main floor that has no bedrooms. It's like kitchen, living room, bathroom. It's pretty cool. It goes out to the backyard and then downstairs in the basement, there's room in the bathroom. That's mine. And then there's like a big jam room in the basement. So we also have like our backyard's pretty sweet. We did like a live stream all through the pandemic yep. in the backyard and out of the jam room. And then so next door to it, my boyfriend lives next door. His name's Andy. Um, he, he plays in a band too, and he owns both houses. So oh. we all kind of just go back and forth and hang out and it's kind of a good time. We, but they're not like, they're like, okay houses but they're not like super nice they're just like regular houses so we call it like the ghetto mansion <laughs> well, it's not like so neil it's not like the shitty guy house that you used to live in well i was gonna say it kind, of, skateboarding it, buddies. it kind of sounds like the shitty guy house we had 
I bet you it's nicer. It's got oh, a woman's touch. Well, it has to be because there was twelve guys living in that one. We used to burn yeah, furniture, but it was the same thing. We had a we had a jam room in the basement and stuff. We had like four different bands how, living in. How the, many living in the how place. many bands are actually practicing there? Do you ever have conflicts? Is it like three or four bands are trying to get in at the same time? Here at my place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they might, but I mean, I just I kind of have first uh, go at it because <laughs> oh, because you live in the basement. The, yeah. I live in the basement and like. Most of like, like the PA that's in there and like the equipment that's like you know that kind of stuff. Most of that, all that stuff is like mine, except for like everybody has their own like guitar rigs and stuff. But like outside of that, most of that equipment is mine. Besides, we did like buy a bunch of stuff for the live stream that we did, so like that stuff we own together. But like, you have to be able to use my stuff to have a band practice. So Uh. I kind of kind of have first crack at it but it's not too bad um since like the let me downs don't all live here usually with their coming in they're just cramming for a show um we all don't play super super frequently so when we have stuff coming up we're just get on a schedule for it you know i think my band practices every week and like neato practices a couple times a week when they have something coming up and then every, I don't know. It's not too bad. Um, I think hmm. you just have to be able to like handle that. Like it gets crazy around here sometimes. So we all just kind of roll with the punches because having the basement jam room, you can't really hear it outside. Nice. So we might hmm. come home from a show. Maybe we had a couple drinks or something and decide ah, it's like, like 2 punk rock jam time. And like there you go. Other people might work the next day, but they just kind of have to deal with it. It's just kind of when you move in, you know, like, all right, sometimes it's going to be crazy. (laughs) And sometimes it's going to be you being crazy. So you have to, like, be cool with your roommates being crazy so that when you're being crazy, they're going to be cool to you, too. I don't know. (laughs) Well, so so Nito Nito is whose band? Which band is that? Nito is Andy's band. And they do, like this mashup of like it's kind of reggae but andy was in a punk band called 0.9 percent that was like a really good punk band for a while and now he plays reggae but he still like plays some punk in his set um like intertwined into the songs they always kind of go back to like you know his chill vibey thing but um he's got some cool like you could tell there's like a strong like punk influence mm. into like his music too and then he's got a couple little scar riffs thrown in here and there so it's it's a fun it's a fun band mm. i tell you what tom don't you feel like sometimes you'd li- like to be able to go back in time to when you were younger because doesn't that sound like a perfect life it does like you just live in, in a house with a bunch of other like bands and stuff like that and you just go down well, and play honestly, music and dick as about much as, as, as much as we don't really know Kristen, like the two minutes I've talked to her, she seems to have a pretty great life anyway. She does. Honestly. So listen, so what the other question that begs, that begs to be asked, is aren't you afraid that if it doesn't work out with the boyfriend, not only are you going to be homeless, but all your friends are going to be homeless too? Or... Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> didn't, really... didn't think of that. Shit. That's, yeah, that's a good, yeah, good, good question. Yeah, you know, like, I guess it always... <laughs> I'm a prepper. <laughs> I guess I'm just such of like a now person. I guess that it doesn't there really... I don't know. Sometimes the thought... Uh, sometimes the thought of just like everything falling apart and starting over like eh, if it happens uh hopefully wow. it puts back together better i don't know <laughs> wow you could tell she's you could tell she's much younger than us neil because we're like man my numbers really went down on my 401k this week and i gotta retire <laughs> at some point <laughs> hey i'm a bit closer to that than you are mate let me tell you <laughs> yeah the whole like just like 
stable thing kind of really stresses me out more than so that's partially why like Andy is kind of similar like we get along really well but we also kind of do our own things like um I toured for I do audio for a living as well so I like mix front of house monitors like as a money maker because you know if you're gonna do music all the time like unless you're a huge band like you gotta do lots of stuff sometimes sure you wanna, hustle, yeah sure. yeah definitely like so, no i was gonna say so let, i'll tell you what why don't you what song would you like to play first so we're gonna play songs i think all the songs we're gonna play tonight unless we do an about face in the middle of this thing we're gonna play all songs from your band miles to nowhere and why don't we throw one in here real quick and then we'll come back and talk to you about your many jobs Okay, sounds good. Well, I guess since you asked the, like, what if you break up question, we could play the song I wrote when I was really mad at him once. So. <laughs> okay. What's this one called? Well, at least we got uh, a little this content. One, huh? Yeah, there we go. So this one is called I Love You, but, like, it's I-L-Y for short. But then, like, when we released the single, it was I-L-Y, but people were calling it Illy, and it bugged me. So when we <laughs> put the album, I just made it the full length you know i love you is the name but it's not really a nice song so check it out <laughs> yeah I, I just i just let's do it today so all right so this is from the new album and this is miles to nowhere i love you i love you and you don't care you say it back stop like staring i can't feel it anymore you're sorry but you never It's kind of a strange title for if it wasn't a if it was kind of a well it wasn't a breakup song <laughs> but it was a it was a I'm mad at you song right yeah yeah it just kind of like I guess this song just kind of like explores like the dark side of love which if everything's kind of based on contrast like you can't ignore that part existing too you know yeah how long have you guys been dating just out of interest uh we've been together for 
like almost five years now. Oh, okay. Cool, oh, cool, cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've been together for a while. But it's weird because uh, well, we, we just like really went into it super slow. Like we were like friends and then we were just like hanging out all the time, friends. And we were kind of like kind of together, but it was kind of open because we were both traveling a lot. And then eventually we just finally said, like, all right, let's, like, do a real, a real thing. <laughs> oh, good for you. There you go. So are you, are, you, are you from Phoenix originally or are you from somewhere else? Uh, I lived – well, I was born – I was actually born in South Dakota, but my parents moved from there when I was three mm-hmm. and to Southern California. And I was in Southern California until I was, like, like just starting to be a teenager. And then – uh, we moved out here, and I've been here ever since. So I would say, like, you know, uh, all those, like, formidable years are here in Arizona. So I would I would claim this as a home state for sure. No, I'm, I'm picturing this red hot all the time. Is that true? Uh, it's pretty warm. <laughs> Actually, today it wasn't, you know. And what is it already, like, October? <laughs> and yeah. we're, like, finally getting... Today was the first kind of cool day. So we'll have some nice weather for the next couple months. And then it'll get like, just like the end of January and like into February will be like stupid cold for like a couple weeks. Well, hold on not, a sec. Hold guess, on a sec. Cold, what do you mean like, stupid right, cold? Right, right, 70, right? Like 70 from degrees. actual cold places. So it might freeze once in a while. Yeah, you might have to throw some sheets on the plants or whatever i don't I'm, know i don't all my stuff dies so I don't know. I'm, in, I'm in chicago and tom's in michigan so i'd say we probably would disagree with your <laughs> yeah, yeah super you're cold right. winter in arizona our, thing we don't have to shovel our car out of a snowbank we're doing well <laughs> yeah. Yep. So. yeah so what is a young okay so what is a young Kristen, 13 years old or what's the first music that really like stabbed you in the heart made you feel something what was it what I, I'm, always, I'm always curious about this you know i assume you're quite a bit younger than we are what was the first first music that just you felt it that i just loved it um let's see i think i really liked um i liked nirvana a lot even though when i really listened to it he was definitely already dead but um <laughs> that and then only adds to the mystique really yeah it does (laughs) and then like i really liked that in utero album like a lot um Mm. and then i liked uh kind of all over the board because i liked rage against the machine um i liked uh no doubt you know before gwen was just gwen i mean that's that's cool too but like i really liked the way the like uh you know, like that Tragic Kingdom album was put together. That was like, I felt like all those songs were really good. Uh, I think the first concert that I went to and I was just like, wow, this is so cool. Uh, was like a 311 concert. And <laughs> so 311 and I think Zebrahead was like opening for 311. Do you remember 311, Neil? Um, no, are they some kind of ska thing or something? It, they were <laughs> I saw them come up when they were very, very young. So they were around in the early '90s, and they made their way through the like the legit underground circuit. But it's this weird mixture of rap and rock, and I mean, it's kind of weird. Don't think it's, I don't think it's aged super well, but it was. It definitely had a pretty good following back in the day. Hmm. But I'll take but your, I'll take your word like... for it, mate. I'll take your word for it. I'm not going to look that up. Well, I, I was think. already old enough that it really didn't do much for me, you know. But I, but you know, I see the appeal. 
Yeah. But like Blink and Alkaline Trio and stuff like that, like sure. when I saw like when I started listening to Alkaline Trio, I was like, wow, that's like, like. So is that like I, the first punk? Is that like the first punk rock you listen to? Blink. Yeah. And like, like yeah, that kind of stuff. Like, um, I guess like you know, like the Dookie album was like probably the first like pop punk kind of stuff that I was exposed to. I would think. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> And then you know, like it's funny because I didn't, I didn't always super get into it. Like the bands that a lot of my music sounds like, like I didn't really discover them and like dive into them until later. And it was because I was like, wow, these bands make music like I do. Instead of like, wow, these bands are so cool. I want to make music like that. It was like. I like found the connection with them because it was more like what I was already writing was sounding like, and I had no idea that there was this whole like world of it, you know. Hmm. How long? How long you you been playing? A long time. I mean, which, is this like your? I mean, you you play in bands before this? Um. Yeah, I played in a couple, uh, but Miles to Nowhere has just always kind of been my thing, you know. Um, That's like so, your band. Yeah, it's my band. I've gone through. It's had different. Uh, like reincarnations and stuff but this lineup here is like what it's supposed to sound like like I feel like if I didn't have this lineup especially how like me and Katie the bass player like how the two of us work together like now that we're at this point I think we've passed the point of like okay it's kind of me and her you know like I don't feel like we could do it a different way and so it wasn't it we wasn't like always too. it wasn't always you and Katie. No, it wasn't. Actually, um, it was me and like I like uh, I was like married for a super short time when I was like pretty young, and it was me and he was the bass player, and mm-hmm. we had two friends that were like we just really started as like a songwriting group. We wanted to write songs and try to try to sell them. So the like to the, other bands. Yeah, like to other bands or get them in movies or like really sure. like I don't think we really had a real direction. It was just like let's make these songs like as awesome as we can. Let's make a song and if Avril Lavigne records one and sells a million <laughs> copies, we'll be rich, right? Yeah, she can have it for sure. Like uh. and I don't think we had like any real like like the confidence of like being a musician like we didn't really have that yet so we were just kind of like to us like the thought of us being the band that played the songs and that people liked was kind of like uh, it seemed far-fetched you know but then as we got going especially because like my vocals like kind of have like when you try to get other people singing like my songs in particular like it's it doesn't I don't feel like it really translates because like I just kind of like just sound a certain way. It's like I don't really go do karaoke or anything like that because I don't like <laughs> sound like other stuff, you know. Hmm. Well, it's it's funny you say that because like you're you're you do the lead vocals, right? And Katie does like the backup. Yeah. Because I really like I really like the way your voices go together. So I I think that's definitely at least on the new album. I I have not gone to your back catalog, just because mm-hmm. like I. <laughs> You know, stuff's opened up again. So Neil and I and my friends and whatnot, we've actually been going out doing stuff instead of staying yeah, home. Going to shows and stuff. stuff. Yeah. So, so our prep for you really is poor. So we apologize for that. But I really like the way your voices interact. Like you do these kind of, you're kind of like more high pitched kind of thing. And hers is like really 
steady, you know, so it, it works good together. Sweet. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so it's like Katie's the good singer. <laughs> but she does have a very nice voice, but you have, yeah. it, it, it's, you know, your voice has a charm to it. Don't sell yourself short. Well, I mean, it's like, in, in my, your, it's, it's, rock, it's rock and roll, right? I mean, you're not doing opera. Yeah. It's like my voice is what the songs are supposed to sound like, you know, but then like, it's, but Katie is, uh, Katie is actually a music teacher at school of rock. Oh, wow. So she, yeah, she like teaches kids how to sing. <laughs> wow. So when we get in the, stu- that's why like all the harmonies are pretty on point and stuff. Cause, and then me and her, we produced the whole album together as well. Oh, cool. So I own a studio here in uh, Arizona. And so I record other bands and stuff and like, but pri- primarily I own the studio so that I can do my stuff, but it's a fully functional studio that, you know, now, has is it, clients is, and stuff too. Is it in the house or is it or is it somewhere else? No, it's actually it's in a building. It's in Mesa, just like uh, it's just a few miles away from here. Um, and so I have like a tracking room or a control room, a couple tracking rooms, like one like a drum room, an amp room, and like a vocal booth. And then I also have like five rehearsal rooms. Good that Lord. Wow. That's right amazing. Neil, Neil, let's let's let Kristen pick a song that is shows a good shows a good vocal uh back and forth between you and Katie. And let's play that. And then all right, we're gonna come back and and, and yeah, talk about this. This is really mo- cool. Yeah. She seems to be one of the most productive people on earth, Neil. I mean I barely <laughs> can drag my ass to one job and she's doing all kinds of stuff. So which uh which song which song would you pick for that as far as like that nice vocal interplay between the two of you? Uh, well, the one we just played is the only one that Katie has a verse on, so that's pretty cool. Um, but we just heard that one, so, uh... She joins the chorus on a lot of them, or kind of sings like a melody line in the chorus, right? Yeah, <laughs> let's do... Me. I'm trying to remember what I sent you. Oh, here we go. Let's go with, uh, the song Wish. You that wish. one, yeah, that's got a cool, like, in the end, she does a lot, yeah. Okay, cool. So this is uh, Miles to Nowhere with Wish.
Miles to Nowhere with Wish. Now, that's off your new album, correct? Yeah, that's off the new one. So this uh, this song was kind of mostly written in the studio. So that's kind of like interesting because then when we go to play it, it's like way harder than we anticipated, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. No shit. So, and that one just came out, right? This Well, it came out in 2021 anyway, right? When did it come out? Uh, yeah, it just came out uh, September 4th. And oh, it just came out. Did it, it's okay. only a month old, yeah. Did you have a vinyl release too? No, we're not quite there yet with vinyl. It's just too expensive right now. Okay, no, and I was just wondering. I was just wondering maybe you had, maybe, maybe you owned your own vinyl pressing plant too with everything. Well, else I would. <laughs> I've done some research on it because it's like that'd be cool, but yeah, would. we have we have two, but the initial investment is just too much, right? Yeah, it's rough, and then like. I think there's a lot of like mistakes learning how to do it right too. I think yeah. it's an expensive thing to learn. Did you put the record out yourself or did you try to you shop it around a little bit or what did you do when you got the record done? Um, I shopped it around a little bit. So I got it all the way through mixing and then I didn't master it. Cause I was like, okay, if I can get, if I could get a label to pick it up, then like, I they think their, their skin in the game should be, they have to master it sure. out of their own mastering house. And then, I don't know. It just seems like they would have to probably do that anyway. Um, they'd have to remaster it anyway to like have their like metadata and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. So I just I shopped around a bit and like you know kind of tried to call as many people as I knew and see if anybody knew anybody and send in some submissions and I got like an okay response, um, but. I couldn't really see like a label that could do more than I could do for myself. Like I was sure. waiting for that one thing that was like, okay, this is cool. I can't do that. And like, it just didn't come along and I didn't want to keep sitting on the album. Cause we already have like, we have plenty of material to put out another one. So it's like, if someone wanted to pick us up, we could promise them another album right now, you know? Um, mm. So I was like, let's just get this out and establish it. Because I also thought, okay, well, there's 10 songs. Like, I could split them up into, well, 11 with the intro track. But, like, I could split them up into, like, five and five. Or a single and then three, 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 you know, like. And then try to get some attention that way till like, maybe someone else would release something later down the line. But, like. I felt like the diversity of this album, because when you listen to it, it just takes you to a lot of different places musically. Some of it's punk, some of it's not. It always kind of, like, kicks back to that, like, punk vibe. But, like, I just felt like this album as a whole, like, even though everybody says no one listens to whole albums anymore, which might be true, but, like, I just felt like it all needed to be together. Because you might hear, like, your favorite song and your least favorite song. Yeah. On the same one. So I didn't want someone to like be put off or like like something and then be disappointed with the next release. I just thought uh, all together it like works really well. Well that's you know a- who li- you know who listens to whole records, Kristen? Old dudes. <laughs> Old dudes like, like you and I. Well, we put we push play and then we flip it over and I I have I'm so superstitious I won't even put a record away until I listen to the second side. <laughs> that's anyway, awesome. That's just, just me. I do it. I like doing that. Yeah, and so I, was just, I was just gonna say that as well. I think um, it depends on the length of the album. I think 11, 12 songs is the perfect is the perfect spot if you got six songs per side. But one thing yeah, I you're can't just stand, under that half hour. 
just yeah. under a half hour mark. You guys, can, that's about right. But the one thing I can't stand, I mean, I, I love Rancid, right? So, but I can't stand that the fact that their albums have like 22 songs. It's just like, I, I only listen, <laughs> I'll listen to like 12 and that's about it. Cause I just get, you Especially know. the last couple, right, Neil, where they should have trimmed them down to about 12. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Cause you know, you're out in the car or whatever, you're going out for a run or whatever. And it's like, that's just too many. It's just too damn many. Do a second album or something or singles or something. But I think, wham, I think wham, 11, wham. 12. The band's listen, giving me too much for my money. I'm listen. getting too much of my money's worth for this band. <laughs> too much, mate. Too much. Too much of a bad thing. I but I, I do agree that half hour is around the sweet spot. Yep, exactly. And those Rancid albums were, were end up being like 45 minutes because they had so many songs out over 40 minutes. But yeah, I know. I, I agree. I think the half hour mark is a sweet spot. You know, the Ramones' first album was like a half perfect. hour on the dot. Yep, perfect. Right yeah. there. And, and everybody should just follow that formula. Yeah, forever. So, <laughs> hey, let's, let's talk about the title of the record a little bit. What's, so it's called the race car phenomenon. Yeah, and I'm so, assuming it's not because you're super into car racing. So why don't you? I don't know. <laughs> it's funny because like I don't know anything about cars or car racing. <laughs> um, it's actually this. It comes from there's this spot like in Tempe, and it's this freeway like on ramp when you're getting off of if. You know, I don't know if anybody's been to this area, but if you're on the 60 and you're heading west and you're getting onto the 101 north, it's right there. If anybody uh, listening to this has been to Tempe. So as you're going onto that ramp, like, I don't know, maybe like over five years ago, maybe less than 10 years ago ish, there was a race car painted right there. So it was like, there, it's a pretty gnarly turn so like there's this like skid mark right there and some tagger came hopped over with like a black spray can and just like painted a race car right there and it was like the size of a car so when you go by it you always kind of like looked at it and you're like ah the race car you know but then I don't know what happened but one day it was just kind of gone you know um but I know mm. a lot of people who are like super observant people uh, who just like flat out don't remember it and it's like kind of weird like they should remember it people who drove that all the time and like they just don't remember it so like it's kind of a weird concept like I don't know if you've heard you guys have heard of like the Mandela effect before where multiple people remember things wrong yes yeah exactly so like to me I just thought like we ended up talking about this race car like all the time it was just like a kind of cool subject matter and uh, there's a lot of people who just flat out don't remember it. And then there's people who do remember it. And it was like this weird connect the dots between who did and who didn't. And so it's just kind of this like cool concept that doesn't even matter that you can't prove and like doesn't really change anything. <laughs> I'm going to guess you were having drinks when you, when you, this is the name of the album. This is the name of the album. There are just like several drinks in. This is it. This is the name of the album. Yeah, totally. So, also during that time, I had like these songs that were really good songs that um, I kind of like got off on a different path for a little bit where like I was still doing Miles Nowhere, but like it was like the smallest thing in my life instead of like the biggest thing in my life, you know? So, I was touring, mixing monitors for other bands um, and front of house for other bands, just like doing like big like bus tours. And like, I wasn't home much. So having a whole studio and having all these songs, like 
songs were stacking up and they weren't getting recorded and I had like so all these this album has the last bit of the songs that I wrote when the race car was still there huh. and then a few songs that are brand new ones so it's kind of like I don't know so to me I was like ah, this is kind of putting finishing this album kind of like is the end of a chapter for me so like it was important to just like do it and get it out and like it be out there for me to be able to like move on like not like musically and just like kind of all around so the race car phenomenon was just like a cool idea and like I thought it sounded cool and like we made it we made it the album name (laughs) so did you get a photograph of the race car on the side of the road that's the thing no See, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. It was never you, there. You made it, it up. Never you there, made it Neil. up. No one it's, ever got a photo. <laughs> you know, it's so crazy because, like, when that was, during that time, it, people didn't have camera phones, like, all the time. You know, like, 10 years ago, you didn't always have, like, a nice camera phone. Sure, like, sure. That's, yeah. flip, you, had to get your, you had to flip your phone open and then push all those buttons. And by the time you got there, it was already gone. Yeah, and these were, like, you know, this is, like, just starting like myspace time but like to get a picture on myspace like you took a picture with a camera and then you had to get that onto the computer and then you had to put that up and so where this turn is like people weren't just like walking by it with cameras like it wouldn't wouldn't have been an easy thing to photograph yeah so i can't find the i've tried to find pictures of it i've asked around like local taggers and stuff like hey you know, people remember it, but no one has, like, a for sure picture of it. So it kind of adds to the whole, like, mysteriousness of it. Like, why isn't there a picture of it, you know? But then there's a lot of people who do remember it. See, Tom, you you asked that question thinking it was going to be a simple answer and actually turned out to be a very complex and very cool answer. No, I, th- I honestly, I thought she was going to be like, well, it's a metaphor for how we rush around life so much we never slow down enough to really stop and smell the roses. That's wow. what I thought. <laughs> wow, that? I like it. Yeah, you can say next that next time. You can say that next time. say that instead. It's a, dream, it's a dream within a dream, Neil. It's a metaphor. Yeah. Um, so. and, I do, and I do like that like bird skeleton logo that you guys have, too. I think that's very cool. I like that a lot. Oh, thanks. I actually drew that. Oh, you did? So that yeah. was oh she's an artist she's an artist too most of us aren't good at one thing she does 14 things all right let's play let's play let's play one let's play one more song and then i swear we're gonna ask her all the different things she does i mean we keep talking about her band which is great and i'm sure we'll be back to it but we keep talking now now she's an artist neil on top of these other many jobs yes indeed. Do you remember that like in living color skit from like 40 years ago where they were just making fun of Jamaicans, how they had like 14 jobs. Yes, I do remember I that. Feel like, and and I you feel probably like couldn't even say like that a, anymore. So you, 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 Kristen you, might be an honorary Jamaican. But yeah, <laughs> Good I guess. Right? I might be. <laughs> but, but it wasn't like insulting to Jamaicans. It was actually just talking about how great of a work ethic they had, right? Right. Right, Neil? Indeed. Kristen doesn't remember. She was, she was ah. a, a wee lad when that came out. But anyway, all right. So what's next? What's, what song is next? And tell us its deep metaphorical meaning or not. Uh, let's see. You want a deep metaphorical? I'm no, trying to remember I'm which one I sent you. You said you sent let's... me skies, best friends, growing up, and trouble. Okay. Uh, ooh, those are all good ones. Let's um... hope so. <laughs> <laughs> let's do. Let's do skies. Okay. Sounds good. What's that What's one about? What's the song about? It's about the sky. So... Neil. No metaphor. Yeah, this one sounds like it's 
should have like these crazy metaphors, but it doesn't really. The chorus is cool because the chorus is like, where do we go? We look to the skies before what we know must open our eyes. So it sounds like really like, wow, like deep. But actually, it's not. I was watching a ton of like ancient aliens at the time. And so the song is actually just about aliens and like people's weird stories and how nobody really believes them and stuff ah, you're from arizona you should, of course of course you should tell people you should tell people you were out in the desert eating peyote buttons and having a vision quest right <laughs> song. i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna give you all new new things to tell people on all these the songs sky opened up and yeah, i heard this song yeah. okay well there you go well, let's hear the song this is skies by miles to nowhere Neil's yeah. DJ voice. That's when things are getting serious. <laughs> so Chris, you made your own logo. Do you do art for other people? Is that just like a fun thing that you screw around with for yourself? Uh, so I've done a lot of stuff like for work and like actually like being an artist was like something I used to do, but I didn't really like it. It's just like <laughs> I ended up being good at it somehow and like it was cool, but like when they all came down to it, I didn't really like drawing or painting anything once in a while yeah but like it was like something that I was like able to do I don't even know if I could do it now like I just practiced it a lot more and I think when it all came down to it like I've thought about this a lot because it kind of like bums me out that I don't like it more because it was like you know it's like kind of a cool thing but um I thought about it and I think like I liked that other people liked it 
And so, like, eventually that just wasn't enough to keep me drawing and painting. Well, how about this? Um, how about this? Tattoo artists make, like, $250 an hour in Chicago. So, yeah, there you so go. So maybe that'll so, make you like it a bit more. Yeah, but then you're, like, <laughs> sitting there. You're stuck there, like, doing it the whole time. Wow. Turning down the money, turning down the money. Okay, so you were you were mentioning doing front of house and stuff for other bands and going on big tours. So which other which bands have you done? Uh, have you done sound? Have you mixed sound for? Or, or do you do it for a do you do it for a venue or do you do it for the? I assume you do it for a venue or you do it for artists or who do you who who do you work through? Uh, both. So I freelance. So I just work for whoever. Um, so in town, I'll work for venues uh, like. You know, marquee theater, celebrity theater. Like, I don't really do the, I don't really do the bar gigs anymore. Mostly like, like legit like venues and theaters. Um, but then I've also toured. Um, do you guys know the band Iration? I don't, I don't but that's okay. Um, and then or the band Slightly Stupid. I've heard of them. Okay, yeah, they're like California bands. Um, but I did. A couple years with Iration, and then I did a year with Slightly Stupid. Um, and they, they're they playing, like, all the major venues in the U.S. So I've pretty much worked at, like, almost every major venue in so, the U.S. Wow. So you, That's impressive. But you, only, so, so you, but you only do front of house? Like, you do... So front of house or do, monitors, yeah, both of them. Or monitors, but you don't do, like, the full... So, so... You're not like the sound man or sound person. Uh, or you are. Very nice. I'm, I'm struggling. Yeah, I am. Oh, you are. Okay, I'm struggling with this. So you, you do the full mix then. Okay. Yeah, so like I can do either because usually you'll have someone out front and then you'll have someone on stage with the band and like that'll be two separate mixes, you know? Oh, okay. Okay, the monitor mix. Okay, I get that. Well, you know, I guess. You know, Neil and I have never played in bands. Very rarely were we lucky enough to have monitors at all, and right. let alone separate. But you know, it's like right. half the time we didn't even have monitors. But the, see, she's definitely at a level of uh, professionalism that we haven't attained. I 100%. mean, I assume, Kristen, when you're playing <laughs> when you're playing your own gigs, you probably don't get a separate person to do your monitors, right? Uh, sometimes, but it That's just depends yes. on how big the shows are. Well, sure. not like if you're playing like a bar. Real- Okay, so like our like album release show, no, because that's our show. So I think sure. the capacity on that place is like maybe three fifty, four hundred people. You know, right. as far that's as impressive. like that's pretty good, though. the the size of the venue. Whereas like we played, like we're playing with we played with Authority Zero in June, and we're playing with them again in December at the Marquee Theater here in town, and that capacity is like fifteen hundred people. So that is set up for well you know monitors mm-hmm. coming from a separate person than the person who's mixing for the crowd out front well, so in that case then we have two people like we've played a few big enough venues that we had it you know independently but for the most part probably not you know so you have a lot of jobs but is that like your i mean is that the job that primarily pays your rent then is running sound yeah definitely okay. that's your biggest definitely thing. like and it's funny because that's another one that I, like, kind of walked away from a bunch of money on. Like, the art thing was the first thing I walked away from a bunch of money on because I didn't like it. <laughs> and then now, like, my touring sound engineer job was, like, pretty cush, like, there for a minute. But I ended up 
right before the pandemic, <laughs> I quit. And so I, if I would have hung on a little bit longer, then I would have had a lot more like, you know. Unemployment? A, a, like yeah. <laughs> I had like no proof of like what I was actually doing. So it was like, okay. It was just like a weird time, but I had planned on coming home to finish this album. Like my plan for 2020 was that like, I wasn't going out on the road with another band. And like, I had gone far, like with, in 2019 was slightly stupid. I went to like, uh, Brazil and Germany oh, wow. and Austria. And like, we left, you know, left the country, like, and then plus did the whole route here. So I'd done a bunch of stuff and I was like, man, I'm just not finishing my own music. So I came home and wanted to do that. And that's what I'm working on now. God, it's really impressive. So, it's, it's making me feel like a huge loser. For, for <laughs> Artist, well, musician, mixing music, having our own studio. Good God. Well, and so you, you said you and, is it Kate, your bass player? I'm sorry. Is that uh, Katie. Right? Katie. Katie, yeah. You guys produce the record. I mean, so like when you you have you have the recording studio, you're producing other bands. You're or are you recording other bands or both or what's what's your role in that? So you're a sound person. You got a good ear for this stuff. Yeah. What do you do so in your studio. Yeah, I do. I do a lot of the engineering there, but I also have some other. I have other engineers that work there too. So I don't do all of it, but I'm definitely always recording somebody. Mm. Um, like I'm working on right now I'm doing a song for a band and I'm also doing like an acoustic album for somebody kind of at the same time. Um, and then also when I'm working on, like when we're working on an album, now I'm trying to like not work on other people's stuff while I'm working on my own stuff, which right now we're at the, like push the album we just released phase. So we're not in the studio. Um, mm. but I do have, uh, couple engineers that work there that are like fully capable and they have some projects they bring in as well so you you said okay so the studio is yours and you said you have rehearsal rooms did you just like buy some old building or something or you rent it and then you rent out spaces to other bands how's that yeah work? so i actually have one business partner who when we first started it me and him were both running live sound but we had to but we had other businesses at the same time so I had like the art company thing that I was doing where I was painting shit I didn't want to. And then he was, uh, he's a locksmith. That's like his other trade. And so his locksmith company has been like, just like booming the last few years. So he's been more hands off. So I've kind of like stuck with music a little bit more. I think he's definitely mm. still loves music, but he doesn't have as much time as I do. Gotcha. So when, when basically he was like dating this chick who was a nanny for someone who owned the building and somebody was trying to like have a studio similar to what we have now where they had rehearsal rooms and recording all in there but the guy was just like not cutting it like I think he was like doing some drugs or something but like his <laughs> is he was getting locked out of his spot because he hadn't paid rent in like a while and so they hit up you know Andrew's girlfriend to be like hey isn't your boyfriend like a locksmith can he go lock this guy out 
<laughs> so he went over there to change the locks on him, and then they're like, wait, don't you, like, have a studio or something? And me and him had just combined all our gear into my house because I had a bunch of stuff, and he had a bunch of stuff, and he had just moved in with the girlfriend. And so, like, we put the studio, this, like, pretty decent home studio together at my place, and then he called me up and was like, hey, like, you know – his girlfriend's boss, uh, yeah, his girlfriend's boss wants to know if, like, we want to come look at this. So we went over there to check it out, and pretty much that guy had destroyed the inside trying to make it into a studio. It would have been easier for someone who wanted to have a studio to just kind of try to clean it up and finish it up and work with it as it is than him to put it back to office buildings. So he let us take it for, like, pretty much no deposits oh nice and yeah and like just kind of like you know they did like little credit checks but mostly they're just kind of like gambling on the fact that hopefully these kids can like figure it out and like us not have to put this back into <laughs> office buildings and so we got in like a lot of our like deposit and stuff was us cleaning it Oh, that's um, cool. So how, how long ago was that? Uh, so that was 10 years ago. Jesus. Wow. wow. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I've had the place Good open feel. for 10 years and it's still rocking. Having those rehearsal rooms is awesome because we rent out like a couple of them, like they're just monthly rentals. So no matter what, that money is coming in. And so yeah. between, between the rehearsal stuff, like having that there, like, if we didn't have a ton of recording, which during the pandemic, when that first started, before stimulus happened, there wasn't a lot of people recording. Um, or if I go on tour or whatever happens, like the place can function with minimal recording projects going through there. That's cool. Mm. So, so it's kind of a cool little setup. Have any have any uh, I'd say big bands ever recorded or re- practiced at your at your at your place? Um, I mean, nobody like huge, huge, but like a lot of like, it was like Atari's have practiced over there. Okay. Um, mm. a 30 zero practices over there. Oh, their song for punk rock saves lives vinyl. Um, I recorded and mixed and mastered that. Mm. So that's on there. So, um, so Tom, quick quiz, quick quiz. Yep. Give me, uh, off the top of your head, three of the biggest punk bands from Arizona. That you can think of. Thirty zero. Uh JFA. Yep. Aren't they from Arizona? Are they, they are. From... Mm-hmm. They are indeed. Arizona. Uh and uh Miles Denor. I had the only three I can actually Tacoma. Well I got uh, Ooh, I think... let me down so didn't make the list. Well no, I'd say they're actually from Tacoma. They would I they, I would have considered it. But yeah, I yeah. can't is there, is there other an old yeah, oh, I, I, I got I, I got the feeders. The feeders were from uh, were from Arizona, and I believe the meat puppets were as well, right? Yeah, the meat I mean, puppets. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of all over the place musically, but um, do but they the count feet, as yeah. punk? The meat puppets yeah, originally. Yeah, the, yeah, I mean they were on SST. Couple, so the first the first album especially yeah. was very very much a punk rocker. But the you feed, know you were, the feeders, Jesus entering from the rear. Oh, so oh, damn yeah. good. Very, your favorite yeah well it's funny when she when she started to say her partner was a locksmith i'm like oh great i'm like oh i can't wait to hear this story she's gonna be like oh we just took over a place he changed the locks and we have squatters rights now they can't even oh that would be awesome (laughs) you know there's a lot of stuff weird stuff going on with the pandemic stuff about not being able to evict people 
And I think some of it, I think it's well-meaning for the most part, but I hear like these nightmares of people who like bought their first home and now they can't get the person out of it. Yeah. So I'll tell you what. So, so do you have, so you play in a band, you work at your studio and you um, do a lot of sound mixing. Do you do anything else in music, Kristen? Is there something else? I mean, are we going to find out later that there's, you play you play kazoo for the Steve Miller band or something? <laughs> no, I don't. I think that's about it. Like I have, you know, I just have Miles Snower and like I play. I've been working on like a little solo thing that I'm gonna put out here pretty soon, just because I don't want to put out another Miles Snower album too quickly because I want to see how far this one gets first. Um, let, let me let me do a good segue here. So. Um, you know Paul from uh, oh shit what am, why am I blanking on those let me down they live yeah, let, let me down thank you yeah you know Paul how do you know Paul uh just from just from both being in like punk bands in this area so I've like all of the different bands he's had like I've mixed all of them before like live or even done some recording for them in the studio and then. I don't know. We've just been, you know, drunk at dive bars together a million times, probably. <laughs> and and he lives go. and he lives in that house too, right? He lives on the first or second floor or something. He's upstairs. Yeah, yeah he's he upstairs. lives upstairs. And of course, he's you guys. A, he's are in the penthouse suite. Yeah, get, get <laughs> catch this one, Tom. And you guys are best friends, of course. So I think we should do the song now. We have a song yeah. called "Best Friends." There you go, there you go Neil. See, you're you good. Much. You're like Casey Kasem. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, so this is uh, Miles to Nowhere with the song "Best Friends." <laughs>
how good was that? Like, that was good. real good. Yeah, thank you very much. Good. I'm working so, at it. Got a pretty professional. So professional. was the okay. So you guys are doing, and are you still doing the Carter Sessions thing? Uh, we took a couple months off during the really hot part of the summer. Um, and as things were opening up, we were just kind of like feeling it out. So, the short answer, yes. <laughs> We right. are so, still doing so it. Explain, um, but... explain to us again what that was. I mean, I, I have a pretty good idea, and I've seen a couple of them, actually. And I, and I, Paul kind of explained it to us, too. But remind, tell people what that is. Tell people what the Carter Sessions are. So Carter Drive Sessions is a live stream. And it's a live stream that we put together right at the beginning of the pandemic. Because, like, my band was about to go on tour. And I was like, well... I just want to put this together. And it's kind of weird because, like, at the end of last year, like, I kind of, I'd already been thinking about, like, putting together a live stream that people could just, like, enjoy from their house. Because I was always bummed that, you know, like, a lot of people, like, as they get older, can't go out as much, you know. And so it's, like, it'd be cool. And just to be able to hit all cities at once versus just the city you're in, you know. So I kind of already was thinking about it. So when it came time to do it, it was just like, all right, there's just like a few little puzzle pieces to put together here. So we do the whole live stream with um, a nice mixing board that I have. And all the cameras are actually iPhone. They're iOS devices. So Apple, if you're listening, we could use some of those. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There you go. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a live stream. We did it every single Sunday for a year straight during the pandemic. Um, a lot of times it would just be like us playing. Maybe like once a month it would just be us doing a crew jam or I think the Let Me Downs came out and did one. Nito did a couple. It started with Miles to Nowhere. We're like, we're going to do this every Sunday through the whole pandemic. And I think we did it like five Sundays in a row. And I was like, all right, we should get some other bands. Cause like, <laughs> now this, this was, this is from your backyard or something. Yeah. So it started out in the basement and then we moved it into the backyard. And I know all these people who are like touring engineers. And so like my buddy owns a lighting company in town and he called me up one day and he was like, Hey, your live stream is so cool. Like, it's just like, it's so grassroots. Like it's so real. And like, it actually like looks and sounds pretty good. And like, at this point, no one had a live stream unless you were like, you know, flogging Molly right. and paying a ton right. of money. That, yeah. that was awesome. Murphy's, but yeah. like, yeah. Or yeah. Like none of nobody like had anything that looked or sounded good. And if it looked good, it didn't sound good. If it sounded good, it didn't look good. So we just kind of came out the gate with that. So the guy from the lighting company was like, Hey, all my, all these tours aren't going out. Like, do you want some lights? And I'm like, yeah. So he comes over drops off. Like, I don't know, like 10, $15,000 worth of like concert lighting. And we lit up the backyard with it. And we got, um, <laughs> we ordered like on Amazon, we ordered like a bunch of those, like, photography video lighting like where you could get like a big bundle from china that just has like a bunch of soft boxes and stuff like and so we got that for like the front lighting and then i already had the all the audio gear i just took from the studio and used that and at first it was like all these makeshift camera stands like it would be like 
just like an iPhone, like sure. duct taped to yeah, something, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but then we just, and we found this program where you, we use like a device to switch through the cameras and like right before the show, like we would load in all this info, like the band's social media stuff. Like we could put pictures up, we could put whatever. So we did, if you see the stream, there's all this like live production, you know, happening that even still, I don't see anything. I don't see very many things as extensive. Um, and they certainly, if they are, they aren't doing it with like only a two man crew, you know, we have Andy helps. He does the set. He like, makes sure it looks cool. So between the three of us, we like, I taught Paul how to do video. So he's like the video guy. I was doing audio and then Andy was doing the set, making it look all cool. And between the three of us, we kind of knocked it out wow. like that. It was it was cool. All I can say is your neighbors must hate you. <laughs> we haven't well, had the too one much side trouble. is her boyfriend. Yeah, the one side is her boyfriend. That's true. That's that's good. That's a good setup. Maybe you can buy the house on the other side too, and then you'll be all set. <laughs> there you go. You've heard of a punk house? How about a punk block? Yeah, punk block. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. And- so. We're friends with all our neighbors right by us, so we kind of like talk to them. We invite them over to watch the stream, like stuff like That's that. Great. So we only the cop. Someone did call the cops once, hmm. and but the late she was kind of crazy, and I think she was drunk, and like I don't know, she's just like kind of just like a bad person, I think. <laughs> and <laughs> well, uh, the cops came, but so our stream would be from eight o'clock, start at eight o'clock. It was over by nine. Oh, can't so can't we have the band play that. for 45 minutes. Yeah, it's like not even d- dark yet. Yeah. Yeah. We do a sound check earlier in the day. The sound check might be like 30 minutes of loud noise. So basically by the time the show would start, if someone wanted to call the cops, they wouldn't get there before it was over. <laughs> That's funny. That's <laughs> there good. You go. So, yeah. yeah. So like the cops showed up before and we're like, I don't know, come in, you want to see what we're doing? And, like, showed them everything. Like, our dog is kind of, like, the mascot. Like, everybody will be commenting on the stream, like, where's the dog? Where's the dog? So, like, the the cops are, like, petting the dog and, like, hanging out. And they're like, well, you guys didn't break any laws because the ordinance here is 10 p.m. So, I don't know, maybe see you next week. What happened to the good old days of punk rock, you know, when the cops would just show up and just start beating on kids? Yeah, it's like break out the night, nightsticks and beat the shit out of you. Yeah, these <laughs> younger these younger kids will never have to know the trouble that Mike Ness had. <laughs> cops never really did that. Yes, which, which, he'll, bit, which he'll keep on telling us about ad nauseum. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> no, we love you, Mike. All right, why don't we... Why don't we throw another song? Okay, so yeah, let's throw another song, and then we'll, we'll come back and revisit this. Well, in bit. that case, let me let me let me let me try this one then. So uh, give me when, a segue there, Casey Kasem. Yeah. So when the cops came, I bet they thought you were going to get in lots of trouble. So I think <laughs> I think we should play a song called Trouble. What do you think, everybody? Hand hand picked by our own Neil. Yeah. There you go. All right. Yeah. So this is actually oh, so so give us a bit of introduction to this because this was off of your very first single, right, from like 2012 or something. Yeah, this is one of the first songs I ever wrote, probably. Um, not the first, but it was definitely in the first little little clump of them, you know. Um, but yeah, it's just a fun song, Trouble. Is this when you were still like thinking you were going to sell your songs to like Hootie the Blowfish or something? <laughs> yeah, I was like... <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I, 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 sure. I'm going to envision this played by Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> it's so funny because like this was kind of 
I don't know. I feel like this whole album was like a little bit mellower and like I was just like, oh, we got to make it harder. And then and then we put out the next album, Galaxy Punk. And then I was like listening to it. I was like, oh, it's too heavy. We got to pull it back now. So it's like <laughs> now we're here at the race car phenomenon. It's like a mix of both. But I think if you listen to songs like Trouble and then you listen to the new album, you kind of like could see the growth, you know? Okay, actually, hold on a second. Before I play it, then, you said album. Like, okay, so I'm looking on Apple Music, and it's just got Trouble as a single, but you called it an album. So was there, So, how many actual albums do you have? So I have one full length, the one that we just put out. Mm -hmm. and race, then car, I have race Car Phenomenon. The yeah. Race Car Phenomenon. And then I have two EPs. I have that white. It's, it's just like the self-titled EP. Um, it's like got a white cover and it has the shadows of like three people oh, on the front right. of it. Yes, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see. Yeah, so yeah. that has, I think, five songs on it. It does, um, yeah. Yeah, Trouble, Don't Go, right here. Does anybody know? And Tap Out, yeah. Yeah, so there's that. And then I have um, another single called Words that's not on an album. That's just kind of um, a single. It's so a lovely picture of you on the cover, it looks like, yes. Yeah. So two EPs, one single. So Trouble went out as a single later because I kind of did like a little bit of a like remaster on it. I changed one part in it and then I just kind of re-put it out. Um, so that's why you're seeing it as a single. So gotcha. if you're listening to it, the best place to listen to it is like listen to it as the single. Like don't listen to it off of the White Album. Okay. All right. So let's listen to it. This is Trouble from Miles to Nowhere.
trouble from Miles to Noah there. From 2020, no, 2000, 2006, right? Mm, should have been nine, maybe. Okay. Yeah, Apple, so, Apple, so Apple this Music project has just been around for a yeah. long time. Yeah. Since 2009 was yeah. when I started it with that white album, with so, that white EP. I guess it's not an album, it's an EP. EP, yeah, five track EP, yeah. So how long how long has Katie been with you then? So you got the like the dual female vocals. Um, Katie's been with me since I think like twenty fourteen, maybe. Oh, quite a while then. Okay. Yeah, but we haven't so, put anything out since. Oh no, Katie's been with me since twenty fifteen because I put out Galaxy Punk in twenty fifteen, and Katie's not on that one. So. One thing we always stink at. So tell everybody how they can find you. Now, you, I, I, share your social media and all that stuff and where they can find you because we kind of stink at this. Promotion, self-promotion we're not good at or helping other people promote. So you you got all the normal social media stuff or tell, tell everybody where they can find you. So it's always one of two things. It's either just straight up Miles to Nowhere um, or it'll be the real Miles to Nowhere because sometimes like, I know for our website it's therealmilestonower.com because someone. So you guys had... have a you guys have your own website, okay? The real. Yeah, Miles so if you go to that website, there's links to everything on there. Yeah, because some 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 Canadian communist has also taken that website that name, I guess, right? Could so, be. Yeah, yeah, and they're just squatting on it, and it's Bastards. just like a picture of a tree or something. Bastards, Canadians, <laughs> can't trust. Um, but love. yeah, the real miles to nowhere. Instagram is also the real miles to nowhere. Um, like Spotify, iTunes, places where you get music, then you're gonna—it's just straight up the band yep. name, you know. I found you. Pretty, I found you pretty easily. So, did you do physical at all? Did you do CDs and stuff, or are you just doing just strictly digital? Um, I did. So we did a short run of CDs, um, which it's surprising like people still buy them. Um, not a lot, but sure. We did a, a little run. I just wanted it for like all the artwork and all that too. Um, but we well, made some at the summit shows, you know, it's, it's good to have some stuff. Yeah. And like, especially like drunk people buy them, whether they have a CD player go. or not, but we I bought also a CD. Do... I bought drunk a CD people buy them. There you go. That's all you need. You right? know, I bought a CD this weekend. I'm not really willing to say whether I was drunk or not, but I of did course buy a were. CD this weekend. We know weekend. that. It was the only album by them I didn't have. And it was only ever pressed. On. It never was on vinyl. So it is what it is. It is what it is. What did you buy? I bought the one Boris the Sprinkler album I didn't have. We went to see Boris the Sprinkler two <laughs> nights in a row this weekend. I did, actually. Neil and I went Saturday, but I went to Milwaukee on Friday, and I went on Saturday to Chicago. Chicago. We had a good time. Yeah, that's cool. why That's why our prep work is so poor, because we were out drinking Party. and having fun. Yeah, yeah we <laughs> were. We had, a, we had a damn good time. Um, I've had I've had a lot of weekends. I mean, after like literally sitting at home for a year and a half and not doing anything, but you know, like going out to dinner with my wife or like... You know, we we did some stuff, but then now all of a sudden stuff's open back up. It's like it's like I'm a, a madman. It's like oh, I'm going to everything. You know. Well, yeah, because well, yeah, because you because you never know when this shit might close down again. You never know when the it, government you know, there's, might decide there's a lot to. Of to that. Yeah. And my, so you we know, I brought, also I, I oh, bought sorry. my wife flowers. I was, I was gonna say I brought my wife bought my wife flowers today. Neil, humble brag, bought my wife flowers today. You know why? Because she made me go get groceries. I saw them at the grocery store, so I brought her home some flowers, and she said. Why'd you give me those? You think I'm mad at you? You know, are you you feeling bad about something? I'm like, no, I'm not. But I know I'm also not really being a very good husband because all I want to do is go run around and see all these shows. So. Well, there you <laughs> go. Yeah, but, he, but he came home with a microwave, so you know what? what, what That's true. Say, right? Which which we'll see if I ever install it. 
<laughs> well, let's hope the, so. Let's hope so. Because I buy lots of things. It's getting the projects done that seems to be the problem. Hey, anyway, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Kristen. We're not talking about us. We're talking about you. No, it's interesting. I like it. <laughs> I actually <laughs> buy I buy Andy flowers sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> he likes flowers. That's because he's a little too. Though, more than you know? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, hey, rent's gonna be a little late this month. Here's some. Here's some flowers. Here's some flowers. Yeah, some flowers, dear. Um, so, you mentioned before that you were doing that outdoor show, but you didn't do it in the in the in the heat in the heat of the summer because it was too hot. So, how hot is too hot in Arizona? Uh, I mean, once it's a hundred, like the cameras don't want to stay. They well, the cameras overheat is the problem. Yeah, because like, we because we were just we were just in Vegas. We went to punk rock bowling last month, and uh, yeah, I mean. In Vegas, it was 95, 97, right, Tom? And after being a few hours yeah. of that in the sun, it was, oof, that was a bit much. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty brutal in the sun. If you can see out of the sun, it's not too bad. Yeah. Well, and a matter of fact, I was going to say, you need to say hello to Paul for me. I saw him. I ran into him a couple times. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Every time I saw him, he was well on his way to being pickled, even if it was before lunch. And, uh, at one point he's like hey you need another beer i'm like yeah, yeah sure and he walked away and i never saw him again so Paul, <laughs> that's hilarious. next time i, I will see tell you, him hello yeah 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 that's cool we and, always like i always like throw stuff at his window from outside <laughs> there you so, go and, and are you i'm sorry are you in phoenix or are you in tempe i'm in tempe okay so Tom, i mean it's pretty much the same thing right i mean they're right they're next to each other right well, I, I mean, uh, that's, yeah. I mean, that's a good thing. So how... greater area. <laughs> oh, it's it like is. A so, so it's like a yeah. suburb. Okay, okay. Because the only reason I know Tempe is because being as old as I am, there was a famous skateboard contest held there in like the late 80s. And there was a video called Street Style in Tempe, which was one of the precursors to modern street skateboarding. So it was like a super huge big deal. So I can remember watching that and you could almost feel the heat through the through the video you know even though it was a bad vhs you know when it was all shimmery because it was vhs but um yeah street style and tempe's got a that one's got a s- soft place in my heart that's a good one so oh, you don't nice. have many and you don't have many soft places in your i heart. don't actually i don't, <laughs> I don't not these days no everything's not much softness no so, huh. absolutely not no so oh, it's too funny yeah so uh two albums two eps some singles and stuff uh yeah. one album one album no, one album. Albums. Well, yeah, Galaxy one Punk. Album Galaxy Punk, right? Galaxy Punk is an EP, also. Really? Oh, see, that's an interesting one because it's got seven songs on it. It's right in the middle of it, right? Yeah, I guess so. I guess it's like, it's like a long EP. <laughs> well, well, just so you know, Apple Music classes it as an album. They have you with two albums and five singles. So just. So oh, you know. cool. Well, yeah. I'll have to roll with that then. I'd rather say I have two albums. Well, except they, got, <laughs> except they got the mouse and their worth thing wrong because they said that was 2006 and you say it's 2009. So what do they know? Yeah, I definitely wasn't. I definitely didn't have these songs yet in 2006. Okay. So, well, well, but go. so the cool thing you're asking about the physical release. Yeah. Um, we also did a USB drive. So hmm. it's shaped like a race car key and it has uh, Miles Snower engraved on it. And huh. it's a little two gig USB stick. And so when people buy that, it ac- I actually have Galaxy Punk and the white album, the self-titled album and the other two singles. Like I just put the whole catalog on that. Oh, nice. So when you get that, you get a little bit more. And then so next time we release, I'll try to figure out like, all right, how can we do like maybe people could bring those back in and reload them. 
Um, and then well, listen, yeah. If you oh reload them, I was gonna say I thought you were gonna say like think of a new creative way to get our music out. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> well, because I was gonna say Neil has a really strong uh, eight track connection, and you think <laughs> no, I'm kidding? Shuts up. But I'm not. I'm not kidding. You buffoon. Um, no, but it's going to be funny because in two years' time, when like no one has a regular USB connection on their on their laptops anymore, it's going to be a, that's going to be about as useful as a as a floppy disk, right? Yeah, pretty kinda, much. But, but it's kind of cool. You download the song. It's just I, I don't know. It's one of those things, you know. The same thing with the cassette phenomenon, Neil. The more yes. people I talk to about the cassette phenomenon, they're just buying it for the download code. But it's like, well, if I'm going to pay eight bucks, I might as well get the cassette too. And you know what I mean? It's uh, so whatever. Whatever people. Are yeah. Into. So me, we figured you know, that. Whatever people could use this you could use it for, it'll fit right on your key ring so you yes. could use it for other things too like you could you delete go. all my songs off of it if you want to and use it for something after you save them you could delete all the songs and use it for something else for a while even you could you could download something some top secret u.s government secret that would force the agents to chase you down like some bad spy movie or something yeah and it would be on this drive for this miles to go <laughs> Right. Maybe really some cool. of them have that. You never know. Maybe. Don't download anything filthy, though, you scum, you vermin. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't so, don't defile the the hard drive. The, that's know. right. Now you you also have some merch and stuff, right? You have T-shirts and stuff like that. Where can people find that? Uh, so Chaos Merch handles our merch. So they're a merch company here out of Arizona. I just, um, they were at so, they were at punk, they were rock, at punk bowling, rock bowling. Yeah, they were the ones making those bootleg punk rock bowling shirts for five. See, bucks. I wonder if I should have <laughs> held out because I actually ordered. Were they were they doing? Yeah, bowling? they were. I ordered, <laughs> they were. I ordered the Let Me Down's record from them. Ah, yeah. I so I probably could have saved a couple bucks if I bought it from them at the show. Probably, but oh, well. she does his stuff too. So she handles. She has a couple bands that she does that she has in her store as well. But then she's also making merch for you know whoever where where she's not selling them out of the store and just they're handling their own stuff too but she does our store for us so it's chaosmerch.com forward slash miles to nowhere but if you're on our website the real there's straight up links to it as well so you could kind of get to the store either way but we have t-shirts we have coffee mugs we have um Tank tops, hats, stickers, pins, koozies, bunch of stuff. I think some of it's like out of stock right now, so we're getting that back in. With she was really busy with punk rock bowling, and then I think her band was recording right when they got back. So, what's her? What's hopefully, her band? what's her band? We'll give her a shout out. Uh, the Venomous Pinks. Oh, oh right. I've heard of the Venomous yeah. Pinks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go, Neil. Third most famous band in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um and that's and that's chaos k a o s merch dot com yeah k a o s merch yep yep oh look at that you even have a pop socket for your for your iphone look at that yeah pop socket Damn. we have to get the usb drives and the new album up on there that's not up right now all that you just get it shows or we've just been kind of like people message us saying they want one then we'll just like they could Venmo us and we'll send them one too but hopefully we'll get all that up in the store this coming week here cool excellent yeah well it's funny neil because i'm like i'm like well it's getting kind of late but for like uh you know uh Kristen in arizona it's just like not even dinner time yet all right yeah no yeah yeah so 8 30 for you but yeah 
Do we have one song left or two songs? We have one song left called, uh, God, I can't think of a good segue for this one. Um, well, listen, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to let Kristen say, I mean, is there anything else that you would like our lovely listeners to know? Am I missing anything? Cause I don't want to miss anything. Cause like I said, we came into this ill prepared, even though I think we've <laughs> had a pretty good time talking to you. So that's yeah. all right. What, uh, uh, is there, is there anything else? I hate to put you on the spot. Hmm, Words of wisdom. Let's see. What's the name of your recording studio in case people want to go and do something? There, there. you go. There you go. Underdog, Underdog Studios is Underdog. my recording studio. Yep. Yeah. Underdog Studios. And then, uh, so yeah, just that. I guess I think I talked about everything. But the main thing is I just want people to like go check out the new album um, and follow us on social media and all that if you send us a message we will usually write you back um, <laughs> if they like the look of you if they like the look of you and you're not a creep they will write you back yes indeed we'll yes, usually exactly. write you back as long as it's not like some weird message but there's a there's a good um, qu- there's a good question is it is it i'm sorry i'm sorry finish up finish up uh, i think that was it just i think i plugged everything you know oh and then also carter drive sessions um that streams to YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Are you still doing uh, it, by the way? It. Are you still doing so, it? So we took a little break. November 14th, um, Miles to Nowhere is doing the stream. And then after that, we're going to do uh, once or twice a month. Okay, cool. There you go. So, well, no, yeah. Say, you know, I always mean to – I always before we start these things, because we don't, we don't have a ton of women on – um, it, it's always like, I always say, well, I'm going to ask them all these like important questions about, you know, the difficulties of, you know, being a woman playing a punk rock band and, or anything. But I mean, is it, is it, is it even been really been an issue in this era for you or have you noticed it becoming easier? Or is it, is it just one of those things like in the modern era, it's just not that much more difficult or is it? Um, I think, no, I think sometimes I think there's still like a lot of attention flowing that way to it being difficult, but like you're talking to somebody who started in like audio when there really, 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 really wasn't. I was gonna say I don't see that, many. You know? I don't see many women mixing. I mean that's and I just don't. And I, I, I notice women. What can I tell you? But I just I, I don't see a lot of them in that role. I mean you, you used to. Are you pretty? I mean, do you work with mostly all men in that field? Um. Yeah. It's like definitely a male dominant field. Um, for sure but it's like now there's a lot more women in it but it's definitely not it's not like 50 50 like it's probably maybe like you know 20 percent women when and probably when I started it was and these are just these aren't real numbers that this is just like what from what I've seen these are my guess at numbers (laughs) Sure. Um, if anybody's out there fact checking, you can. Uh, <laughs> if anyone's out there fact checking, it. get a fucking life. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we don't yeah, need right. facts. We don't believe in facts. <laughs> but like, yeah, I think like when I started, like, if I saw, I would go like a long time without seeing like, even not even like a stagehand that was like a chick, you know. So, um, I think as far as like playing punk rock, I I think it's super accepted. I think it's really welcomed. You know, I think it's like. I feel like I always kind of like to think positively, you know, but um, I think it's a great time to, like, be a woman in punk rock. I think it was probably harder before, and I think it's probably probably getting easier. I think as, like, a whole, I think uh, 
the whole like the world and this country and like everything like i think everybody's starting to get a little bit more accepting of you know Every, everything everybody all except the, all the everybody stuff, except for you me except, yeah, for you, except, except for you guys right yeah 100 <laughs> no, proud of i it. think it's great i think it's a good time um there's always room for improvement like you're always you know you're always gonna find those certain people who like maybe are going to think you're not as good or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, Tom, I, stop being that person. Well, no, I think, when we asked, I think when we asked this question before, Neil, the answer was basically, it's fine except for the occasional creep. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. think that's always going to be the case, right? Yeah, Neil. and I think that's going to be in any workplace. <laughs> I think that's going to be in any workplace. Like. Yes. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, it's, it's always going to be an issue. All right. Well, listen. My what's answer the... is I'm glad things are getting better. <laughs> All right, Neil. What's, what's your segue? I won't. I won't step on your step on your balls anymore. What's your segue? Actually, I don't have a segue for this one, mate. Sorry. You forgot. No, I don't have one. All right. What's the, the song's called "Growing Up"? So I don't have one for this. I'm afraid. Because you're 58 years old, and never grew up. Good for you, man. See, there you go. I don't want to grow up. There you go. <laughs> exactly. A Toys R Us kid. What's this song about, Kristen? Is it about that it's good to grow up or bad to grow up? Because I'm gonna say bad. Uh. I don't the know the song. song. I don't say bad. Is uh, is it good or bad? I don't know. It's hard to say. You wrote um, it. <laughs> I know. It's kind of just about I don't know. Just growing up in general. I mean, the chorus is like tough love, such a hard pill to swallow. So that's like kind of you know, like a you know, some song. little hard knocks. I actually had a bunch of my friends. This song is like not that punk of a song like it is but it isn't um the guitars aren't open in your face like it's it's kind of like it's kind of like a feels song you know kind of hits you in the feels a little bit but i had a bunch of my friends who are like in punk bands around town here came in and there's group vocals on this song and they i had a lot of my friends in their scene so i actually have like 15 people or something like that singing group vocals on this song so it's pretty cool and then katie has some cool parts in it um but yeah it's about growing up i have the wave format the wave file like what the wave file looks like i have that tattooed on my arm so like with all the voices like with all the voices Mm -hmm. so it says uh growing up means a little bit of change that's the section of the song that Mm. Is tattooed on my arm, but it just looks like a wave file. Um, hmm. And so, it sucks so it's not because good I got bad. it. Just a thing. No, it's just a thing. You know, it's just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe you guys check it out, see what you th- you think. Uh, <laughs> is this on the new record? Because if it is, I actually did hear it. I, I, this is on the new record. Okay. It's going to be the second to last song on the new record. Okay. All right. So this so is here we go. Miles we go. to Nowhere. The final one tonight in tonight's session with uh, Growing Up. Tell me all your secrets, I'll sell them to the
there my to know where I was growing up last one for them tonight so well, well, thank you for coming on yeah thanks for coming to hang out with us a couple yeah. of guys you don't know at all and really hanging in there like we never we never know if we're gonna scare you know scare women scare, away. Like scare the chicks real, away like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. what are you talking about we're nice what are you talking about no we're always nice that's yes. not a question you know yes. it's just you know you know i'm not saying you give off a creepy vibe or anything but, you, you creepy know, michigan some, bastard some, some, what's the matter with you? <laughs> i like i think i i like just situations like this i think it's fun so Good. well and we're very, ca- we're very casual you know, let you tell your story and i uh we yeah we very very much enjoyed it like i said we had very we really didn't know what to expect coming in so it was uh it was a lot of fun and we uh we appreciate you coming yes. on and tell us your story and we hope that all our listeners check out your music and uh yeah wish you nothing but the best of luck going forward yep yeah thanks so much for having me uh i'm stoked <laughs> to hear it when it when it comes out what's the group what's the facebook group or you guys were talking so, about a group earlier. So there's a Punk Till I Die Punk Till I Die podcast has a page, like a, a page with like 800 likes, 700 something likes. But then we have our Punk Till I Die podcast group, and that's where we just also sort of share stuff and show off our record collections and socialize and just shoot the shit basically. Thing, yeah. yeah, it's it's like a it's like okay. a it's like a big communal bar basically, right? I'd, that's I'd what I gotta it's... find. I gotta go get into that group because I like yeah. the Facebook page, but I don't think I ever like oh I saw like... that group. So I gotta find the group. There you go. Get, get you into the group for sure. It's fun. I'm gonna, it's go, fun. I'm gonna go stir up the group later. Yeah, do <laughs> oh, excellent. Good. Sounds good. But thanks again, Kristen. And best of luck to you. I'm, hopefully, we can uh, bump into you down the road. I don't get out to the west very very often, but. Hopefully, miles to miles, miles to nowhere gets so big that you can actually tour all the way over here. I hope so. If you Come see, see us, if you see we're in your guys' towns, then definitely, yeah, definitely send me a message so you can come to the show. Yeah, yeah, always. definitely. I'm not. We're not coming to Arizona. It's too hot. But maybe punk rock, no, I, I maybe wouldn't. maybe punk rock bowling or something. That would be yeah, cool. there you go. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. Next year. Hopefully, yeah. we'll it's... see each other in some city at some point. Hundred percent. Yep. There you go. Anyway, hey. Thanks a lot. And uh, Neil, do your thing. Where Stay we free, everybody. And uh, remember to keep a little mark in your heart. We'll smell you all next week. Smell you later. Bye. Bye.